and we're good what's up bro how you doing bro? this is our second time starting it because we messed it up with the first time it's okay you know we gotta do what we gotta do yeah Mizo's here do you want me to call you Mizo or Ramez or hey man whatever you like I'm good with both so we'll go with Mizo like. he is pound for pound mm. one of the wisest people I know <laughs> uh, he's also uh, a fellow Barca fan still true still true hopefully just in case you guys aren't seeing yeah, yeah. i'm wearing our, our alternate colors if you guys don't know it's yellow sometimes and i also just found out he has a good uh, good voice oh thank you <laughs> <laughs> don't make me blush like that you want to sing for us no, uh, nah maybe sometime later next podcast so uh if you want to like introduce yourself tell people about who you are sure hello everybody my first podcast ever so um hopefully this goes well i'm pretty sure it will so my name is ramez i'm 20 turning 21 next month um i am a third year student at shulik so that's a business school um at york i love business uh, one day i'm pretty sure having my own business coming soon hopefully um what else about me um do you have anything to say about me well, he- here's what I'm going to say. So I've known you for a long, long time. Yeah. By a long time, I mean like five or six years now. Uh, but I haven't really like gotten to know you, know yeah. you until very recently at the conference. Yeah. And I kind of like, in, not to sound like stupid or anything. Just but say it. To, I kind of like regretted not getting to know you like mm. sooner. So that's why as soon as as soon as we came back, I'm like, yeah, we need to record as soon as possible. Yeah. This is also like other people get to know you just like I did. Yeah. And uh, when I found out you you haven't even turned 21 yet, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> so yeah, you talked about uh, you want to start your own business. Yes. Ah oh, man. Um. So this is actually a cool story. Um. For any of my Shulik friends are listening. Or any of my other friends. Before you start, you know I applied to York and got rejected from Shulik. Actually? Oh, yeah, you did tell me about that before. We still love you, man. Thank you, York. Yeah. Appreciate it. You know, if I ever have to, <laughs> if I'm ever, like, on the Shulik board or anything, yeah, I'll, I'll let you in. Don't worry. That's okay. I think we're good yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, what kind of yeah. business were you thinking? So, let me let me go a little bit f- before that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, first of all, shout out to all my friends who are listening. I love you guys, all my fans. Uh, <laughs> um, so I, I think I told you this before. Um, remember when we were having dinner before the conference at Kelsey's? Yeah. And we were talking about business and how I wanted to do consulting and stuff, and I was just like a little bit worried about it. Yeah. Um, so that was where I was going, and that's where my heart was. Um, I was a part of the consulting club. Uh, ever since first year, like I thought, you know, I wanted, really wanted to do consulting. I knew I was going to have my own business one day, but I thought at least I wanted to start with consulting. It was pretty cool. Um, so I worked pretty hard at it. I would um, pretty much go to school over the break with my friend Josh and practice cases and do all this stuff. Um, and like I told you, like I was kind of worried and I was applying. Um, so we went to this conference um, and then after, I was like faced with the dilemma, right? Am I going to prep as hard as before or am I going to take it easy, right? Because we, we went pretty hard before. Right. 
So I decided to take it a little bit easy. I don't know why. I, I didn't really do a lot of cases. Maybe in January I've done like three or four compared to like maybe like 20 in December. Wow. Um, and then basically like I applied to six or seven firms. I slowly just kept getting like the rejections. Um, and then I was down to two left. And I thought, okay, like these two, I'm going to definitely get interviews for. Like 100%, like I'm confident. I've met all these people. Like I've made all these great connections. Like this person will vouch for me. And I was just so confident. And then like one week came and then one of them I didn't get. I'm like, okay, like I'm still confident. I'm going to get the second one. I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And then me and all my friends are like patiently waiting for like to get, to get that email right. saying you got, an, you got that interview. And basically we found out that they're not giving any interviews at all to like to us. Um, so basically like I didn't end up getting any interviews for consulting. So I was like, okay, like God, like, like I honestly, like if this was last year, I would have like flipped out. I would have been like, God, like what's happening? Like, like I, I thought you wanted me to do consulting and all this stuff. But when we actually went to the conference, um, I don't know if you remember or like if you noticed, but like I've had a lot of people come up to me and like giving me like words. I did notice that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and a lot of them were about like me being like a business owner or an entrepreneur. Literally, remember when, when I was buying the King Jesus shirt? Yeah. Um, this girl, like I was, she was the cashier. She was from Jesus School. Um, and then she's like, before I even like tapped and paid for it, she's like, wait, are you like a businessman or an entrepreneur? And I was just like, I was literally like shocked because I remember before the conference telling God, God, I want you to speak to me about my future. And he like, gave me like three to four different words that are just like very clear that he wants me to like start a business. But in them, he said like, when, like, when you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. So whatever, like time goes on, I get all these rejections and I'm like, okay, God, like I'm feeling like all these doors closed because you want me to have my own business. But I'm like, what am I passionate about? Right? I start to think about, okay, like I'm passionate about sports, but like, am I really going to start like a sports company? Like, no. So I just started thinking and I'm like, I don't really have anything that I'm passionate enough about to start a business. Like, I know I want like a tech company, but like, like tech is such like a vague word to use. Like in the, especially in this day and world, like am I making phones, laptops, like, like software mics, apps, software, yeah. like what am I making? I, I don't know. Like I don't have a passion for like mm-hmm. something specific. So I literally just started praying and I'm like, God, like you gave me this desire. So you literally have to tell me what to do. You know, if you've ever been there. Uh-huh. 100%. So I just waited and then I was, have you ever heard of the brand called Fear of God? No. no? So it's basically this Christian designer. His name is Jerry Lorenzo and he was with Stephen Furtick. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's doing an interview. Very. If you don't know who that is, that's the pastor from Elevation. Yes. Um, a very successful brand called Fear of God. So check it out. LA brand like sells like a shirt for like 500 bucks and people buy it. Like, oh. you, yeah, you have like, um, like Lakers players like wearing his shirts. Oh wow. Like, pe- like pretty famous people like love him, love his brand and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's Christian. Um, so while he was talking about like creation. And just like how God is a creator. And we are all like also creators because we're made in his image. And then the way that he just said it. 
I don't know how to say it, but it just kind of opened something in my eyes that I did see myself as a creator. But like just knowing that because God is also creator, he made me one, just kind of opened my eyes. And I finished this podcast, uh, like the video, the interview, you should watch it. It's on the Elevation channel. It's pretty amazing. Uh, something just changed in me. And then the next day, I literally felt God telling me, I want you to start like a clothing company. And then, like, if you, like, know me, like, I've never talked about having a clothing company. Have I ever mentioned that? No. <laughs> yeah. That I know of, at least, no. So, I, I'm like, God, okay, like, did you tell me this? Because, like, I just watched this, like, video yesterday about, like, this guy, Jerry Lorenzo. And then he's like, no. And then I just kind of, like, didn't really think too much about it. But then a few days later, I went to this coffee shop. And then God just started, like, telling me, like, all these things about like this clothing company that he wants me to, to have or to start up. And I literally just start seeing designs um, of like shirts with like words on them, like special like like wor- like um, pictures and whatnot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Excuse us, guys. Um, and then I'm like, okay, God, like you really want me to do this. Like, I kid you not, I went to the washroom and I just had music on listening to worship music. And I just feeling it. I was just feeling inspired being in the washroom. Like I would look, <laughs> I would look at the wall, and I'm like, wow, like this design is so good. Like <laughs> if we put this design on a shirt, like oh my god, <laughs> I was like freaking myself out. Right. You know, I would literally just, I could look at like this mic, and I'm like, wow, I could make this mic a shirt. <laughs> you know, I don't know what happened, but just something just like shifted in my mind that like I'm just seeing it differently. Um, so I am en route to hopefully starting this company one day, uh, soon. I don't know when, I don't know how small or how big we're going to start. You know, I'm going to bug you about it now, right? I'm going to keep asking you about it. Every please time do, <laughs> please do. Cause like, I need people to keep me accountable. Um, so, but let me just tell you a little bit more about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I'm like, okay, God, like I've never really like thought about like doing clothing company can i ask you something before yeah. you go on have you ever like done art as a kid did you, did you paint did you do anything like that or was it like the first time you ever considered to be completely honest with you mm-hmm. like all my assignments as a, ki- as a kid when i had to draw something my mm-hmm. dad always drew it for me you're right <laughs> I, was, I thought i was a d- terrible drawer like never like i would really make my dad draw the outline and i would just like color it at times, I would even let him color it because I'm like, Dad, like, I just don't want to ruin it, you know? Up until recently, I, I don't think I'm still, like, a great drawer. Like, I'm, like, I can draw your stick, man. Like, <laughs> like I don't know what else to draw. Right. But, like, I, I am very imaginative. Like, like I just, like, like I, see, I see a design in my head. Like, I know, like, I want the shirt to look this way, to be cut this way. Like, all these things, I see it in my head. But I am still figuring out the process of doing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think I am creative. Uh, but just the drawing part needs to grow. If that makes sense. It's funny how he uses us in things that we're not very good at. You know what I mean? I know. <laughs> I know. Like like this right here. <laughs> And then you you never like drew anything in your life. Basically, is what you're trying to tell me. You you just color, right? Yeah, basically. 
Like, if you give me a shirt, I'll color it. <laughs> but <laughs> that's it. Um, but I also think, like, that maybe, like, like, maybe I should learn. Like, I'm still figuring out, like, how to start, like, using, like, Photoshop and Illustrator and all these, like, awesome tools. Or maybe just, like, partner with people who, like, are, like, awesome, like, artists. And, and I have, have talked with some people who I know, like, are very good artists. Um, so I'm just in the process of figuring things out. Um, but I am very excited about doing it. Um, and just to jump back, because I, th- I don't know why, but I think it's just important to talk about, like, mm-hmm. like the backstory of it, because I didn't realize it until after he said it. So I have, like, the shirt called has, like, victory on it. You know it, probably. Yeah. And I have also the sweater called, like, Conquer From Within. Um, all these, like, n- like nice-looking sweaters with, like, great words. Um, and from, like, last semester, I would, like, wear them with, like, a purpose. You know what I mean? So, for example, like, I would wear my victory shirt, and I'm, like, you know what? Like, I'm just speaking this over my day. Like, I'm, I, I want to, like, like I'm, I'm maybe I'm not feeling, like, that well this morning, but I'm speaking, like, like victory and like joy and all this stuff over my day so i'm wearing my victory shirt right or i could wear like my conquer from within shirt and i'm like you know what? i'm feeling like like you know i'm gonna conquer something today or like you know i'm gonna be extra happy from within or like you know what like all these situations are going wrong mm-hmm. but like hey i'm i'm choosing this today um and i only noticed this like l- literally like two weeks ago um and i remember we were at cell group and dora and maury like complimented like my sweater and they're like oh like you always have like sweaters with such great like writings and stuff and that really like still in my memory and like oh um i just bought this sweater yesterday um and i literally just felt like i wanted like a bright yellow sweater like i don't know but to me like yellow is just like a joyful color yeah it is and like like sorry (laughs) like today when i was wearing it I was just like, okay, my declaration, my prayer for today is that I just want to be joyful. I want to be happy, like, whatever comes, you know, doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, and it's been a pretty good day today. So through, like, this company, basically, um, I'm hoping to release, like, merch um, that can just change your day, you know? Because I really believe, like, especially the power of words, but I also think like clothes are really important because a lot of people express themselves in clothes. Um, and if you're wearing skulls or snakes or whatever you're wearing, like, like, of course, wear whatever you want. But I still feel like it has some sort of an impact on you. Right. But if you choose like a shirt that has like joy on it or it has like victory or whatever it is, and you're choosing to declare that over your day, I think it can just bring so much breakthrough into your life. Um, so that's where I think, you know, I'm headed. You know, we stu- we I don't know if you did. I'm pretty sure you did, though. Uh, we studied this in marketing several times where we talk about the power of words. So sometimes an ad, mm-hmm. you'll see a huge billboard and it's like one word or two words. Yeah. But it somehow sticks it's and affects you. You know what yeah. I mean? So imagine seeing like victory over, over your shirt and every time you pass by glass or a reflection, you see that over you. Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Or someone will say something about what you're wearing. Or just knowing that you're wearing it. And you can't be wearing something that says joy and then you look depressed <laughs> in the street. So yeah, naturally you put an effort in to be intentional about being. Yeah. I said intentional. I always make fun of people who do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. But yeah, to, to, to actually be intentional about 
having a joyful day and, and giving that your attention yeah. instead of looking around. That's awesome. I just think it's a nice reminder for ourselves. Like, for example, if I if I have a choice of wearing like a just like a black shirt with nothing or like a bright yellow sweater, I'll probably just wear the bright yellow sweater. It's just like I feel like that's who I am. Um, and I, I definitely wear the black just say. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, just do you. But hey, like I feel like sometimes you have to wear the black for fashion statements. Yeah, uh, I, gr- I agree with that. <laughs> but like, you know, at times you just got to pull out the yellow sweater. I literally don't think I have a single yellow sweater or t-shirt. Do I? Well, maybe I'll I'll get you one. I don't think so. So when you design one, and you're going to tell, before we end this, you're going to tell us by when we should expect it. So we can all chase you and be like, you you can do, I feel like you can do it. Oh, I can do one. You could do at least a hoodie in like six months with a word on it. Oh, I can do it the next week if you want me. But like, I I don't want to just like put out anything. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I want to put something that's actually proper, nice. Of course. Um, like, that would, like, I don't want you just to wear, like, a, like a rag. Because <laughs> if you want a rag, I can give you one. No, hopefully not. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, no worries. Um, but I really want to bring out something that's nice. And I, I was thinking, like, when am I going to actually, like, end up releasing this? And I, I don't know. Like, like, I'm pretty sure, like, it will be sooner than later. Uh, but I... We'll see. Maybe by the end of this podcast, I'll have a date for you. Sounds good to me. <laughs> so, yeah, look out for, um, I think it'll be called Crown Clothing or Crown. We'll see. So look out for it and hopefully it will bless you one day. So now we have to ask why why Crown? Um, so I always have had this. Uh, I don't know if you see it. Probably seen this before. I do. I don't know if they can. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's a crown. Yeah. It's basically it like, like a it. crown necklace. Yeah. I've had this for a year now. Um, one of the things that I also wanted to do through this company is to help people see their identity, right? Um, and I feel like that's something that I've just been learning for the over the past three, like th- three, four years maybe. That as as more as I know who I am, the more purpose I can walk in. I'll be more purposeful. I'll be more joyful because I know who I am but when I struggled with my own identity and not trusting my own voice my own thoughts you really live a dark life mm-hmm. you know what I mean so through this crown basically like in crown clothing or crown whatever you want to call it um, I just thought that people need to know their identity as like kings and queens you know like the Bible calls us like literally kings like we're heirs with Christ um, and that's, I feel like that's something that he spoke over me. Uh, like people just come up to me and just be like, Hey man, you know, you're like a king, right? You're like a prince. And then for a long time, I just didn't understand it. <laughs> right. I got this like necklace and I honestly, for the longest time, I'm like, I don't know why I'm wearing a crown around my neck. People would ask me, why are you wearing a crown? And I'm like, it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he just been revealing to me, like, like, this is who I am. Right. And the more I know me, and the more I know him, the more I can walk freely. And I just want people to, like, through, like, this crown clothing company to be free. And I just feel like that crown symbol, like, really just gives you that identity. That when, like, imagine someone coming and placing a crown on your head. 
like tell me you're not gonna feel like a million bucks right so that's like that's what I want to do I'm gonna, I want to make people feel like they're a million bucks because they are love it yeah that's awesome so one day you'll have a shirt hopefully hopefully at least we'll have an have an Instagram up at least within a month Sounds good to me. Yeah. Today is February the 12th. You yeah. know, I keep track of these things. <laughs> <laughs> Raph is going to be messaging me tomorrow. Be like, hey, bro, did you did you make a shirt yet? <laughs> <laughs> Where's my shirt, bro? <laughs> I'll make you a yellow shirt, so you have to wear it. I'm down. I just, I honestly, I, I, I'm just thinking of it right now. I don't know why I don't have anything that's yellow. At least I don't think I do. Have you ever seen me wearing no. anything yellow? Yeah. Definitely not. Yeah, so I, please do something in yellow. <laughs> it's actually one of the colors I'm thinking about. That's why I wore, like, I bought this yellow sweater. So, speaking of yellow, yes, sir. I want to talk about Brazil. Oh. So, wh- when did you go? Has it been three years yet? Uh like two and a half. Like yeah. We went in the summer of 2017. So going into three years. So I've heard a few stories. Yes. I want you to, you know, describe what it was like. How was it pr- before you went? Oh. How you ended up going? Yeah. All the details, as, as much as you feel comfortable. Sure, obviously. yeah. Man. Brazil was life-changing. So let me just explain. So we went on a mission trip with our church, um, partnering with YPI, Youth Power Invasion, which is a mission trip created by Randy Clark and his Global Awakening Ministry. Um, so we went for them with them to Brazil and Sao Paulo for two weeks. Me and I think nine others from our church, or I don't, I don't remember the exact number. Um, I'll, I'll say before, I'll talk about before. So I was really praying about going to this mission trip, and um, I, I really thought I wanted to go, but I had a lot of like difficulties in the way. Um, first of all, I, I didn't have my Canadian passport yet, because this was like three years ago. So I only had my Egyptian, and my dad was just super worried. Um, that I was like, something would happen, like, because I don't have my Canadian passport, they could stop me, like, question me, like, do all this stuff. I didn't care. I'm like, I'm going, I don't care. I legit had to ask my dad five times to tell him. And by the end of it, like, I didn't really ask. I'm like, hey, dad, like, I respect you and I love you, but I really need to go to this. Will you allow me? He's like, sure. So it wasn't easy. Like, I had to, like, push my way for it. But I really believe that I had to be there. Can I ask you something before yeah. you can go on? Why did you think it was important for him to allow you to go before you before you actually decided, you, now I can go? I just respect him. Like, um, I wouldn't want to disobey him in any way. And I believe like that God can change his heart um, to do his will. So the way that I see it is like, I don't want to disobey my dad to do God's will, but I believe that if, if God really wants me to do this, he'll change his heart. Very cool. So that's what, I, that, that was my faith at the time, and God can do it a lot of different ways, uh, but that's just what I believed, and it's what happened, and thank God it did, because like, I would have probably asked him a sixth time, or a seventh time, until I don't know when I would have gave up. Um, but then I did that, but then this wasn't the only issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, the trip was pretty expensive, um, so I didn't have like most of the money for it. So I was talking with like our pastor and I'm like, Hey, like this is the situation. I only have like this much money. Sorry. I don't know if I can go. Um, 
And then uh, I don't know how and when it happened, but someone basically ended up paying for almost like 70% of the cost of my trip, uh, which was amazing. That I honestly didn't even find a find until like we were there or like or maybe a few days before we left. So I was just, I didn't know how it was happening, but God ended up like someone, thank God, like ended up paying for seventy mm. percent of my trip. And I know some some people also some of the people that went got their trip got paid for as well. So we were just really blessed. That I heard a couple stories too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that literally just made a way for me to go. I was just how old? I was eighteen, seventeen. Uh, no, I was eighteen. Um, and I just like I just wanted to like see God. You know what I mean? I just felt like there's something there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even signed up to. They had like preacher and teacher training, and I'm like, you know, this sounds cool. Let me sign up and let's try to be a preacher. So I did that. And before I left, I think the Friday or two Fridays before I left, they actually made me. Not made me, but they asked me to preach at youth for the first time in 2017. And I remember going up there, some first time preaching about holiness. <laughs> this 18-year-old preaching about holiness. still remember the message. still have it in my notebook. Um, 15 minutes, just, just something small. I was worried. So I was like, I thought I was shaking. I honestly, I think I would, I, I, uh, the video is probably still on YouTube. I think I was shaking or something. But it, it wasn't it wasn't as easy as, as I thought it would be. But I did it, and I believe that I got moved through it. And then we went to Brazil. <sighs> Man, I, Brazil, I love you. Brazil is such a special country. Honestly, like every person, every Brazilian that I've met has welcomed me with such open arms. I've never received love like like from a Brazilian. Like these people are crazy. Like they will treat you like. Like, you're better than them. I, I don't know what else to say. It's not, like, degrading, but it's just so much honor. I never felt so much honor there. They have a humble culture. Oh, man. It's, yeah. like, legit, like, just hem- them hugging us, kissing us. Like, they would legit, like, do anything if we just ask. Um, so that's just, like, a brief intro. But basically, like, I, w- I want to say this trip changed my life. And I want to say change everybody else that went. The things that we've seen, um, I've never thought like it was possible. Literally, like we saw people getting healed in like the like hundreds at, at one time. I think by the end of the trip, like a thousand people were healed, or maybe like three, like a thousand to three thousand people, wow. like something like some huge number. Um, and literally on the first or second night they just taught us like the morning of like okay like this is the this is how you pray for someone for healing and then the, the same night they told us hey you're the ministry team go go and pray for these people and we're like what no pressure yeah just like go and i'm like oh just like how do i heal like someone <laughs> like you know but it was, it was a journey of learning that it's not me or it's not you it's literally just god using you to heal because uh, that's his heart um and, you know, if you need any healing, I believe, Raph believes that God can heal you. So we pray for your healing. Uh, so we literally just saw crazy things. So the first week was just training. And, like, we were the ministry team at night. So we go with, like, a different speaker to a different church. But we pray for people. And we just see crazy things happen. 
I was, uh, I'll tell this crazy story. I was with Christine and Jesse uh, at this Brazilian church. And uh, Christine was praying with someone who had their jaws literally broken. Like when you feel it, like this part is coming out. Mm-hmm. So when you touch it, you just feel like a bone sticking out. So we were praying for her basically to go back to normal. And I've, I've never seen anything like this. I've never heard of anything like this. So we pray for her, we pray for her, and Christine's hand is on this, this lady. And then as just we're praying, Christine starts bursting out in tears, like, 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 a, like crazy tears. Like mm-hmm. she just like can't control herself. And she says she's healed. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, look at her chin. And then I touch it. And then I, I'm just like lost for words. I'm legit like Christine and Mar and I think uh, Mari or Jesse. Uh, I think it was Mari. No, it was Mari. <laughs> Sorry. I love you, Jesse. Um, <laughs> it was Mari. They were both on the floor crying, right? Like destroyed. And I was just like holding this lady like, <laughs> what just happened? Like I, like I was just in awe of like what God has done. Because legit, like <laughs> two minutes ago, like her chin was popping out and then now it was straight and this girl this lady was just crying on me i was just confused it's like god thank you <laughs> like this is so awesome um, and then for the rest of the night we were just in awe of what god has done and that was just like a glimpse of him using us of him teaching us of what we can do like of the great commission um like go and preach teach heal the sick mm-hmm. free people and that's literally what we're supposed to do every single day um, and he was just teaching us like that that should be your normal life and then fast forward to second week so we split up into teams uh, me and kareem were with a team of like completely strangers and then the, all the other church people were on another team mm-hmm. so we were kind of worried because like we didn't we don't know any of these people like we've never met them before, we've never like talked to them. So we ended up like coming really good friends with them and then I was preaching that night. Like I was like, so we had like Randy Clark and like all these people preaching at like these churches and then I was now like, like they left and I was now like the preacher and the ministry team and like my, like the people with me were like the ministry team. Right. And this was my second time preaching. Like you gotta take this into consideration, ever. ever. Like, the first time I preached for 15 minutes. So I don't know if you even consider that as a preaching. So I, I kid you not, like, Kareem Khalil can confirm this. My back was sweating buckets. <laughs> like, I think my, my, my shirt, my, I was wearing, like, this nice dress shirt. By the end of the night, it was just water. Like, I was so hot. Like, I, I felt like I was, like, in a whole new, like, world. Just literally drenched in, like, water. Right? And but as soon as I got there, like I got up and I had a translator with me. Like he was so like gracious, um, and then we started speaking. And I honestly felt myself shaking, right? And I'm like, like I, but I just kept like, kept going and I kept going and I kept going. And I'm like, God, like you have to show up here because like there's nothing that I can do. And I'll tell you, man, he showed up. Like we had people healed, freed, people on the floor everywhere. Like it was just crazy. And then again for the second night, but I just felt more comfortable, you know, great healings, great, like things happening, freedom. Uh, and people, a lot, a lot of people got saved actually in that church specifically. Like, I think it was around like 
30 people got saved, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, and then we ended up going to a second church, Kareem and I. And Kareem also taught um, in the afternoon. He was pretty amazing. I love you, Kareem. Uh, I love you, Kareem, as well. <laughs> <laughs> just so he doesn't get mad that I didn't say anything. Yeah. Um, and then, man, that second church was just so special. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know if I ever, t- I think I, I mentioned this to, to this to you when we were in Orlando. But the thing that changed me the most, not changed me, but like impacted me the most, was this one little nine-year-old girl that I met in this second church. I don't know what happened, but after I preached the first night, she just came up to me and she started asking me like all these biblical questions. Just like this eight, nine-year-old girl. Super cute, super nice. And then she was so wise. And I'm like, what do you, like she, she was even talking about a story that I don't even think I know about. And I'm like, wait, where is the story? And then she's like in the Old Testament, like the guy's translating for me because she doesn't speak English. Um, and whatever, we just end up talking. Um, she's like walking, we're walking around the church, going to grab food after. Um, and we, she's just with me the entire time. Super cute, super sweet. And then the next morning when we go to church, she's there. She literally comes and finds me and she hands me this drawing. She made it for me as herself, as an angel. And she's saying like, she wrote both in English and Portuguese, like this l- like nice paragraph for me. And then in the front, I don't remember what the paragraph said. I have it at home, but the front says, may God bless you and protect you, both in English and in Portuguese. And literally when she gave it to me, I kind of like melted. Like I legit like just fell on the, f- like just sat on the floor and just like was looking at it. I have a video, I can show it to you after. But I was just like, like it's crazy that this girl just draw, drew something for me. Like she's just loving me. And I just met her yesterday. Like I don't even speak her language. You know, like someone literally has to translate for us. <laughs> and I, I was just moved. Um, and I was, Kareem and I and the whole team were just so expecting for that second night mm-hmm. because we felt God is just doing something so special in that church. Um, so literally worship started, it was like around 7, 7.30. And the girl was like, not with her parents, she was with me. And literally like, I was just like, we were worshiping and I was just like hugging her and worshiping. It felt like the most like holy moment like ever, just like like hugging this nine-year-old and worshiping together I, 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 don't, I don't know what else to say um, but it, it really like prepared my heart <laughs> out for like preaching and for the ministry time because when I preached I like you know I like I was like feeling it and I was like drilling and I'm like I think that night we were preaching about like impartation and basically like having the Holy Spirit like like come and fill you um, and the things we've seen, like, like literally bodies everywhere. Like, we're, like after I preached, the amount of healings we saw, the amount of people freed, the amount of people that got hit by the Spirit, the amount of people that, that I, I don't know what to call it, but it was just like a carnival up, up in there. Um, so many people got healed from... Um, lung lung issues um i remember the names specifically like someone had a nose problem someone like like hit them with a pan and 
<laughs> it was so random. When I was hearing this, I was like, what? Um, someone hit them with a pen and their nose is a little crooked. So they can't really like, like, f it feels weird and they can't really like smell that well. So I literally kept praying for them. And then by the end, I, I think he said like, he was like, he felt like it was like basically normal again. And the guy was just like, it was just amazing. The amount of things that we've seen there in that second night. I don't know what else to describe it, but other than God showed up. Um, he literally showed me what he can do with a yes. Um, and I remember this, and and I, I really want to say this because someone pointed it out to me. I didn't really want, like, back in 2017, because I didn't want to, like, say it to other people. Mm -hmm. um, and they honored me through it. They were like, wow, Ramos did this thing when we went to the second church, and I like and they just started like speaking so nicely about me and I'll just be honest like before when someone would speak like 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 you know you know how like people like, mm -hmm. could speak nicely but you know no no like like stop like please like you know what I mean we just kind of like avoid it yeah but I feel like that's kind of like it's not humility but that's kind of pride kind of prideful um and I'm not saying these things to say how good I am but I'm just saying these things of how like God is good through me um and then in that second church, basically what happened was when I was preaching, before like we started ministry, I asked if anybody wanted to like give their lives to Jesus. And no one showed up. And I'm like, okay, like, this is, it's not for me. I don't really care, but I just felt like I needed to wait. So I literally just sat on the stage. And then I'm like, we're just going to wait a few more moments. And if anyone wants to give their lives or rededicate their lives to Jesus here, please come now. And I just literally waited. I didn't say anything. And as I waited, like, we saw, like, people just started coming, like, one by one. And I was just, like, just sitting on the stage chilling, saying nothing, just waiting. And just by waiting, people just started coming on the floor, kneeling down, like, giving their lives to Jesus. And the pastor just let them, like, in the prayer, and because it's his church, I wanted to bless him. Mm -hmm. um, but it was beautiful just, like, waiting for God. And letting him do it, because all I had to do was just say, hey, do you want to come to Jesus? And I just have to wait, right? And then I just, I saw him do it. And then I saw him do the ministry time. Mm -hmm. And I saw him heal people, free people, like touch me even. Like I've never felt like, like so alive. Like it's just, we were literally the last bus, because um, there's literally small buses at the hotel. Back every night, like uh, like our group. They would literally, like, have to, like, guys, like, you can't come this late. And I'm like, I'm sorry. It was just, like, this good. And, like, I just want to say, like, he is that good, you know? Like, if you're listening to this, like, if, if you need healing, if you need freedom, if, if you haven't even heard of Jesus before, like, he can touch you. And I hope he's touching you right now because he changed my life. I wasn't always like this. I wasn't always this bright. I wasn't always, like, you know, wanting to start my own company and, like, oh, like, let me not, like, go for an internship and go for something that might be a little bit more stable um, or whatever it might be. But God literally, like, he's done so much through me in the past, like, three years. It, it hasn't always been steady. Don't get me wrong. I've had my ups and lows. But what's beautiful is that God is so gracious with us that he'll accept us back any time. Like, literally any time he'll accept us back. 
so many times I've like tried to go away and I'm like God like I don't know like like you said this and you said that but I'm just not seeing it I'll just always try to think about it and I'm like you don't need to think anymore honestly I learned thinking gets me nowhere thinking gets me nowhere so I just also what I've been learning recently and through Brazil is that he says it I do it it's not as easy as I'm saying it but like you just have to get there so back to what I was saying basically like God is real he's so good and he loves you today if you're listening to this and I just hope that this encourages you to go and like pursue the miraculous and what only God can do and it's not really about just seeing like signs and wonders but it's about loving people right and that's what we did we honestly we just wanted to love people like I just wanted to love that little girl I wanted to love the pastor I wanted to love every single person I saw legit like I would like people would be coming I'm telling come up front but not everybody came up front so I went to the back and I started praying for people because I'm like people who are sitting down people who couldn't get up I'm like are you saying like those people don't like deserve God's love like no of course they do and then after that night um, we were leaving and that was basically like our second last night in Brazil like our last night of ministry um, and I was just so grateful for what God has done like through me and even for me uh, what I've seen and what I've grown because uh, I've never thought I would be preaching like ever um, and then I was leaving and this girl was still like literally like 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 hugging me like not letting me go and we were at the bus we were literally both crying <laughs> I don't know like I don't know why but like like God, God just moved my heart and her heart so much that I don't know what else to say but it was just so sweet that we were literally just crying and I just blessed her I had like this little nice uh, bright pink um, bracelet that said hope on it so I just I'm like you know you gave me a drawing I also have to give you something so I give her this little nice pink bracelet and then it was just, we hugged, and then she just went to her parents crying, and I'm just like, what's going on? <laughs> um, and, and yeah, like, and then we just, that was our last night of ministry, and I can, I believe I can speak to this also on behalf of everyone who went to Brazil, but, like, we just didn't really come back the same. Um, even though we've had, I've especially had my downs, like, ever since I've came back, uh, my doubts, my maybe my unbelief, but God just he he put something in me that I cannot unsee. You know, after I've seen all of that, I just can't unsee it. Like I can't just one day and be like, I don't believe in healing, or I don't believe that people can be free, because I've seen it right in front of me. Like I've seen people happen to it as I pray for them. You know, so definitely like was a life-changing experience and I'm so happy that God opened a way for me and for all those people to go because it literally changed everything and I, I honestly think like that especially going to Brazil was such a special thing because you know the sand mm -hmm. happening there like a few weeks ago amazing. Uh, uh, not a few literally last weekend I mean yeah. such an amazing thing if you haven't heard about it like go search the send on YouTube or on Facebook or Instagram literally they have three stadiums booked in brazil fully booked 
They had almost more than 140,000 people show up to praise Jesus and give Jesus their yes. Even the, Bra I don't know if you heard of this, the president of Brazil gave his life to Jesus. And it's on Fox News, if you don't believe me. <laughs> we go check it out. I was, watch I was watching live when Todd White made the announcement. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I was legit like, like crying when I heard it. I was also watching it live. And I'm like, e even the president. Yeah, bro. Th God's definitely moving. In the States, in Brazil, in the Middle East, though we don't talk about it much. Here he on, is. as we heard in, yes. in, at the conference. Yeah. But just going back to your story before we move on. Just want to remind everyone that was listening to that story. Nizo was 18 at the time, right? I mean, you're 21 now. I still can't believe that. 20, turning 21 in March. He's not even 21 yet. And all these stories that you're hearing, th these, like this is, like this stuff is real, like, like a jaw going back to to where it's supposed to be, a, a nose getting fixed and. Yeah people running and, and giving their lives to, to, to God. These these things happen through an 18-year-old. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking you're, it's, it's, n it's too early or you're too young or you're too old or you, you don't have the, the means to follow whatever it is that God's called you to do, we've seen that He provides the money. Yeah. He provides the healings. He provides the presence. He, he is everything, right? Changes your parents' hearts to let you go. Yeah. It's amazing. So let me ask you this. And I might know the answer to your to, to this question, but just wanna want you to hear you talk about it. Sure. How do you keep that flow going when, once you come back to Yeah. You know, you're you're going from, you know, seeing people healed and, you know, Holy Spirit moving on a daily basis, maybe several times a day. Yeah. To, you know, going back to class or going back to, uh, you know, yeah, going to youth and, you know, singing a few songs and then a preaching and then you go home. Yeah. How do you, like, deal with it? And uh, how do you keep the influence from a trip like that or a conference or whatever it may be that touches you or whoever's listening? Yeah. And keep it going to two and a half or almost three years later. And before we started recording, you were also telling me stories about things that are happening here. Yeah. So talk about that a little bit. Sure. Um, well, I just want to clarify, um, or not clarify, but I just want to say that three years later, I, I am still here. And I'm blessed by God, and, and I feel like I've, I'm in a better place like than ever before. But I want to say like that this didn't, didn't come cheap. Mm -hmm. like, I, I s like definitely had my battles, my own issues, my own doubts and my unbeliefs and and I just want to tell you that it doesn't always look pretty like like yeah you're hearing about all these great stories and of course we want to encourage you but we also want to like support you in your hard times because we believe that God can take you from you know from rags to riches from you know from brokenness to beauty you know he literally turns ashes into beauty um, and that's what he did with me I've like I'll, I'll be like completely transparent like before we went to a conference in Orlando uh, in end of December and a month before that I was just completely like broken like I I did not see myself the same way that like I see myself now um, and then it was like it took like through like December I had like the month off of school me like just going back to God and just letting him speak over me and going to that conference that kind of just changed everything back 
um, and literally God shifted something in my heart and in my life, and I'm sure he did the same thing for you, um, that I just can't ever be the same again. Um, and he literally just showed me his love, and that's all I, that's all I needed. Um, and to answer your question is, how do I keep this going? Um, because I, I, like, I've also had like my low times in the past like month or two after Orlando, um, but I learned I just loving God and giving Him like your whole yes, because like a lot of times we give Him like only seven out of the ten rooms, but like we don't give Him everything. We're like, oh God, like here's my whole heart, but this, you know. We don't say it, but we know we can't give Him like our finances or. Mm -hmm or like our friendships or our thoughts or whatever it may be. Um, so one thing that I am learning right now is to be able to give him everything to a point that it, it might even hurt me, but it only hurts me because I'm just holding on to it so much. And if you think about it, it's, just, it's not necessary because, you know, he's, he provides, he loves, he takes care, he literally everything. So to answer your question, um, I'm sorry, can you just repeat the question? I feel like I'm <laughs> going in circles here. <laughs> so my question basically was, how do you keep the flow going from what you've experienced there and yeah. what God was doing through you? Yeah, keep it going. Yeah, because you're, you're going to come back and you're yeah. not going to be able to, you know, walk around university and like start praying for people. people. And you know, yeah. You're not gonna have a, a a Randy Clark preaching every yeah. morning to encourage you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So how do you keep yourself connected to what God is doing? doing um, I'd say uh, one of Ben Fitzgerald's message from Jesus 19, if you can watch it, changed my life. Um, kind of broke the fear of man off me. That we always think that I'm too scared of like talking to this stranger because I don't know what they're gonna think of me. I'm too scared of like opening up like to my friend because like what if they think I'm like a freak or like whatever it is that they think of me. And then Ben Fitzgerald said this like is is your love for them more than no is your fear for them more than your love that they might be saved. And then that honestly just like, like some, I feel like something opened in my eyes that okay um, I think I am fearing them more than I'm loving them. And that's just, just not right. Why would I fear this person that I don't even know, would most likely never see again, but maybe I will, I don't know. But why am I fearing this person that I've never, ever seen? Like, who cares what they think about me? Like he said, like, like God literally, like, made you. He created you in your mother's womb. He has thousands of thoughts about you. Why would you value one person's thoughts that, like, honestly, like, who cares? Who, like... His, like his thoughts are not important about you and that just changed something in me and then I, he just mentioned how like being in church can kind of dilute let me say this differently like being in church can sometimes just make you so focused on like i want to say like loving jesus right and just so focused on serving and doing all these things but it kind of just makes your heart diluted and don't really like touch broken things anymore like Ben Fitzgerald said we get like so focused on ministry and serving and it's awesome and it's great and I, I encourage everybody to do that but I'm like what about the ministry of the people that are on the streets like I'm not just saying like just like um, 
people who are in poverty, but I'm saying people who are just in a mall, who are just in schools or universities or on a sidewalk. Like, what about those people, right? Because that ministry is important too, but we've grown so much that we're like, oh, like, let me just like pray and worship to God and have a great relationship with him, but like not do anything else, right? Like, I'll ask you, how scary or like, how does it feel when like you're walking and God tells you like, go pray for this person? Like, how does it feel usually? It's terrifying. It's terrifying. Um, Because you start, you know, first you don't want to bother the person. And then you're worried about what, you know, what they're going to say. And then you start thinking about, okay, what if someone else hears them yelling at you? You know what I'm talking about? Well, yeah, it's it's not a it's not all it's not always a an exciting yay I'm gonna talk about God's feelings. Exactly, it's yeah. not always that, but I've just noticed that we kind of take in it as a chore, as a commandment, or um, it's just something that we were forced to do. At times, I felt that God is forcing me to pray for someone. Mm-hmm. I know He isn't, but that's just how I felt. But I love that God, Jesus literally says, if you love me, obey me, right? So if you, if you do say that you love God, you know, that you obeying him means that you actually, you loving him, that's an act of love. So I would even compare like you praying for someone or you obeying God is kind of like worship to God, right? Because worship is a, p- a part of it is loving God. Ha- like reading your Bible, a part of it is loving God. And I want to say that you like actually like, like s- taking your time out of your day and praying for that person uh, in the mall that might that God told you to pray about, that's you loving him and obeying him. So it's been a journey the past month and a half. I, to- I know I told you um, a little bit about it before we started. Um, and I'll tell you, literally, as soon as we came back, I did not give like a single thought about what anybody thought about me. Like, I was like, literally, God told me, pray for this, for this person. I would just, like, go and pray for them. Like, of course, sometimes I would be like, God, are you sure? Like, are you sure it's her? Are you sure? And then, like, you know, we ask him, like, 10 questions before actually approaching the person. And then, like, we just go, and then God just does it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll mention the story. You didn't hear this one yet. I think, you, I don't think you did. And even if I did, I'm happy yeah. to hear it again. Yeah. So I was at this, um, actually, I had this uh, prayer meeting in my house. Remember when there was a snowstorm yeah. a few weeks ago? Uh, it was on a Saturday, Saturday morning. And some of the boys came, and then after, they wanted to go to Zeal Burgers. Also, shout out to Zeal Burgers. Shout out. Best, best burgers in Toronto. And uh, Stouffville. Stouffville, yeah. So they wanted to go to Zeal Burgers on, in Weston. And I'm like, I don't know, guys. Like, it's really bad weather. I really have to study. Like, I would rather just stay home. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, bro, like, come, like, let's just go have, like, some fun. We'll go eat, like, and then we'll, you can go study somewhere. Because we also have to tell group at night. Um, so I'm like, I don't know, like, I really don't feel like going. And he's like, okay, let, let like, face Keiko in, like, rock, paper, scissors. If he wins, you'll come. So I'm like, sure. Like, well, I, at this point, I'm like, I just don't care. So he won, and I basically just got dressed and went with them to Zeal. Um, and then Yusuf dropped me off at Starbucks beside his house because they, they were all busy. So I was just studying at the Starbucks. And let me tell you, it was freezing. Like, I don't know if you've ever been in, like, side a small Starbucks with a lot of, like, windows. The, the, the place in there is just, like, it's not, it's inhumane. <laughs> My feet were freezing. So I literally messaged Yusuf, like, bro, I don't know how long I can last in here. 
like you need to pick me up like soon <laughs> and take me somewhere else because it was literally like a like a snowstorm outside i can't just like walk to like somewhere My favorite weather yeah yeah <laughs> exactly yeah. um but i felt like as i was getting t- my coffee that god wanted me to pray for someone mm-hmm. like the barista and for the next like two three hours i just kept waiting for like the perfect moment to pray for her like i was just like i would like i'll be like studying on my laptop but <laughs> like she's still like talking with someone yeah. and i was just studying like like nothing and I, f- I just noticed that i can't find the perfect time and then it was like 6 six thirty. yusuf was coming to pick me up soon i know i had like 15 20 more minutes before he comes and i'm like i have to pray for her before i leave and then and then i'm like i'm like there isn't there isn't going to be a perfect moment like i can't just keep waiting for like the sun to shine angels to show up like music coming up from the from the background ramas pray for her right now <laughs> like dj jesus here uh, <laughs> you know yeah. um i i thought i was waiting for i don't know what i was waiting for mm-hmm. so i just got up and i just she was behind cash and i just went to her and i'm like hi like like i just feel like i wanted to pray with you and then her face just like kind of like shined you know and she's like really like you want to pray with me and i'm like yeah <laughs> She's like, can I pray with you? Can I pray with you? And she's like, of course. Like, like, did you like, and she started asking me some really, like, really deep questions. She's like, so did you like get something specific for me? Or did you like, did you just like know that you wanted to pray with me? And then I knew she like kind of like experienced this before. So I just told her like, I just felt like on my heart, like just that I should just pray for you. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. Like for sure, let's pray. And then she just started telling me like about like these issues that she's been having um, she just started opening up to me. Um, she's been working at Starbucks, taking care of some stuff. She's just really busy, doesn't have enough time, and just taking too much like on her shoulders. She's just like 26 years old. And then I just started praying for her, and it was just beautiful. And then she just received it like really nicely, and she was just grateful. Um, and then we were just talking, and then a customer came because I was at cash, right? And then she's like, I thought, okay, khalas, like, the customer came, we're done talking, I already prayed with her, like, I did what I had to do, like, and that's it. So I thought she was going to tell me, okay, bye, like, thank you. But she's like, you know what, like, wait, like, just can you, can you just wait? And, like, I'll just take him and I'll come back to you. And then I'm like, I don't, like, usually people just want to go, like, to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. if I stop someone to pray with them, usually they just, like, they just get the prayer and they're like, okay, thank you, man, like, that's it but she wanted to talk more. Like we were literally talking in the middle of Starbucks for like a good like 10 minutes. She takes the customer, she comes back to me and then she tells the other barista, hey, can you just take care of the other cashiers? I'm in the middle of something here. (laughs) And then she just like, she starts like opening up to me about like all this stuff. And then I just start telling her like about Jesus. Um, I just telling her, hey, like, like this, like I'm also like, my life is not perfect. Like I have all these struggles and situations like, and I just tried to relate to her, and I told her, like, during those times, like, I told her the verse, like, um, basically, like, cast your anxieties on him. And I told him, like, literally, as soon as I cast my anxieties on him, I just feel, like, so much lighter. Um, and I told her, hey, you can do the same thing. Um, and then I told her, like, do you ever pray? And she said, like, I don't really have time to pray um, and all this. And I'm like, I told her, like, prayer to me is just, like, talking with God. Like, literally, that's it. Like, just me telling God, like, hey, God, like, I am really tired. Like, can you please take, like, this burden away from me? Can you, God, can you just please help me? Like, God, I miss you. Like, 
please just come show up. And I told her, that's it. I told her, you can be in the back room and you could be praying because it's just, it's so simple. You don't have to like kneel, like you, you, you can, but I'm saying like, there's no like structure to it. It's literally just like me talking to you, but it's me talking to God. So I told her to this and I told her, hey, like, like, please, like, just consider that, like, and, and just see how it will change your life. And then it was just talked, and then she was just very happy, and she was like, like, hey, please, like, if you're ever in the area, come say hi to me, like, all of this. And I'm like, of course, I will come say hi if I'm ever in the area. Um, and after Yusuf came and picked me up, and we left. But after that specific, like, experience or encounter, like, I feel like I always still got short, you know? Like, I, just, I never know what's going to happen when I meet someone because they can literally just tell you to, like, screw off or they can, like, something amazing can happen. Um, but you just have to believe that something amazing is going to happen. Um, and from, like, my little faith in that Starbucks, um, God, I, like, touched her heart and I believe planted a seed in her. Um, and I was just grateful that he showed up. Because if he didn't, it just would have been like, okay, thank you, bye, <laughs> you know. Um, but it wasn't like that. And then I just, over January, like, I've had, like, a lot of different experiences, like, similar to that. Just going and praying with people, um, random people on the bus. Actually, I'll say this quickly. Um, this I thought this was, like, crazy. I was coming home from school. I'm super tired. It was like seven. I'm like, I just want to go home, eat and like sleep. Like, I'm just like, I don't want to like talk to anyone, nothing. I'm going to my car and then I see these people in the car smoking something. And then I just feel like God wants me to go and pray with them. But they're in the car. Like, that's awkward. <laughs> like, imagine knocking on someone and just, hey, can I pray for you? Yeah. Um, so I'm like, God, like, there's just no way. So I go into my car. I turn my uh, engine on and wh whatnot, and then I feel like I was like, no, go back and go pray with them. So I was just literally like holding my bag, I was like, <laughs> like, are you serious? And then he's like, yeah, just go. And then and then I go, and then I just knock on 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 his window, and I'm like, hi, sorry to bother you. Um, I just felt like I wanted to pray with you. Is there anything I could pray with you about? Like heat, like if you have any problem with your body. Like, if you need something, I would love to pray with you. Just anything. Like, it wouldn't even have to last, like, a long time. And then he's like, he's like, it's funny that you've asked. I'm actually going to the doctor right now. <laughs> and then I literally just, like, laughed. <laughs> um, turned out that he hurt his foot. Um, and he, he doesn't know how. He just woke up. His foot was hurting. So he's going to the doctor. Um, and then he literally just invited me into, into his car. He's like, it's cold. Do you want to come in? And then I'm like, you just don't invite like a stranger that asked to pray with you into your car. I don't know. Like if someone came up to me, I, I, I wouldn't know if I would invite him in my car, but he did, which I, I thought it was God. So he inv invited me in and I just started like just talking to him and telling him like how I believe God heals and how I've, so I've seen him heal. Um, and then I, we prayed with him and then I told him, hey, can you test it? So we go outside, we test it, whatnot. Um, and then I actually tell him, he, he's not really like a believer or anything. Tell him, hey, like, I, I do really believe. And like, if you even pray for yourself, so do you want to just repeat these words after me and just pray over yourself? So we pray and we pray. And basically, like, his foot, like, did get better. It didn't get completely better. But he said, like, it was at least 50 or 70% better. 
which I praise God. Uh, at least God did show him that he can change, he can do something. Um, and I believe like he planted a seed in his life and it was just crazy of God like just breaking walls, not just for him, but also for me of literally just going and knocking on someone's window in a parking lot, probably smoking pot or something. It smelled like pot. I was like, God, where, where are you bringing me? Um, but it was cool. Pretty chill, guys. Um, and then, yeah, and then I just went home and it was just, I had all these experiences in January. But then I'll be honest, like for the past few weeks, it hasn't been as easy as, as that. I've had a lot of like, not doubts, but I was just like, like hold back. And I'm like, God, like, I just don't feel it right now. Or God, like, I don't know if like, if, if I want to do this or. But then I would go back home that night after like not praying for like this or that person who God told me to, to pray about. And I was just like, okay, God, I, I remember in Orlando or like in my quiet time a few weeks ago when I said, God, I'll do anything for you. That, that I really mean that. And I was just like, I don't know. Like, of course I want to. But like, are we just saying stuff? You know? And I don't know, it's a question like you want to ask yourself. Like, we say all this great stuff to God. And like, God, send me anywhere. God, Africa, India. Like, I'll go anywhere, Europe. And it's amazing desire. But I feel like we've grown to just say stuff and not know the weight that it carries like that it's not easy <laughs> it's costly and, and you you literally have to carry your cross every single day and i've learned that man th like i if i wake up and i don't carry my cross that morning like it's not going to be an easy day because god is going to be telling me to pray for this and for that and for that and i'm just going to be like like i i can't i can't do it you know so I've just been reflecting on that and on on what I'm saying. Because, of course, I want to go anywhere for God, right? We we pray these things, and we're so, f like, f fiery, and we're like, God, like, yeah, well, we want to have, like, we want to go to Brazil, like the sand, and we want to have our own stadiums, and we want to preach in front of thousands and millions, and, and we want to do all these great things, right? But, I mean, like, are we really, like, you know what I mean? Are we really, not ready, but are we really, like, do we really mean what we're saying? So I've just been taking some time with him uh, past few days to kind of, like, recommit, like, my mind and my heart. And I feel like it's important for us to to love him, first, first and foremost. He said, love me, and then love people like you love yourself. And that's first you love him and then first you second you love people but i mean a lot of times we get into all these things we get busy we get into school work we get into having the schedule we get into our habits right because that's the problem we get back into like our normal lifestyle right but i've been reflecting i feel like this scripture has completely changed how i think it said let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven it's the lord's prayer uh, it's matthew i don't remember where in matthew exactly um but the god god literally said pray these words right and i feel like we've just 
the Bible is literally like a guidebook, right? It's like a rule book. Okay, like, like ob you obeying God is loving Him. That's kind of like a like I would call it a commandment or a rule, right? But I feel like we've just got so used to like following the natural rules, like can't speed, you can't do this, you can't do that. Like if you speed, you're gonna get a ticket. If you're gonna do this, you're gonna do it. like you know what I mean. We've we've just so got accustomed to the natural, but there's like heavenly, like life that we're supposed to be looking for, right? Because we're not from earth, like we're, we're our eyes are set towards heaven that one day we'll be with Jesus, right? So I I remember this verse in Hebrews, I think eleven. It said that uh, Abraham was looking for a city that its foundations was not made by man by God and we're all in the same pursuit of we're looking for we're looking for heaven and we're looking for heaven to inhabit everything that we do we touch um, and I've just started like reflecting in my own life like am I really like like is is the Bible like my my rule book like, am I following more like I feel like we take the natural rules more than we like honor the Bible right because we read the Bible but do we really do it I, I personally like I've had times where I haven't and I and I'm like God I say I love you and I say I do all this and I want to preach your word and, and I've seen all these miracles happen but Father, I, I can't just like give you like 70% of my heart you know so we really I think to kind of end this off from my from my area um, we need to know what heaven looks like in our in it, from our perspective, not from our perspective, but in our life, we need to experience that and we need to live that out every single day. Because we've gotten so used to living a nat like a, a habit life. And whenever God tells us something out of the ordinary, actually, I would like to tell you that that should be your ordinary. It's just like we just haven't done it. That's the problem. We just haven't done it. But when we do it and when we actually follow these words that the Bible actually says, then it will become ordinary. And then it will be so easy that it will be heaven on earth literally everywhere we go. But we just have to do it. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so bef before we end this off, if there's like, like one thing or like one message or one challenge, mm. one whatever you like, you'd like to give to anyone who's listening, yeah. especially people our age. Yeah. By our age, I mean... <laughs> okay, we're like Anywhere in between, the same spectrum. Yeah, our generation. What's like the one thing that's on your heart that's like, this is what we're missing, or this is what we need, or what's something you'd like to challenge them with? For sure. I'll leave it up to you. Yeah. Uh, clearly, to me, it's like everybody who's listening right now. If you're still listening, hopefully you are. Um, you have a destiny and a purpose, like that God has made from before you were even created. Um, that's just something God has been really like digging in me, that 2020 is just such a special year. All the things that God has been doing, in the sand in Brazil, um, just he just shifted something in the air. I, I, I literally, I believe this, um, that we can just walk into our destiny, into our callings, and we don't even have to like, to I don't, how do I say this? We don't have to suffer. We don't have to, to do anything but he it's just by grace that we're just gonna walk into things just by his grace that we don't have to toil for it 
but it's because of like what the people before us have done we get to we get to receive it we get you know so they sowed and we get to reap so i just feel like that there's just like this grace like this year and over this decade for you to go into your destiny and into your purpose and if i want to tell you today that if you don't think you have a destiny you don't have a purpose or you don't you're not sure who you exactly are i want to tell you hey you're god's child jesus loves you so very much he came and he died for you so that you might go to heaven but you so but he also gave you a destiny to what the great commission which is basically to go preach to go heal the sick and to go cast out demons he gave you authority when you accept him he says if you accept me if you believe in me these things you can do and more because i believe there's more than what jesus done in the bible that we can do because it says in in his word so i'm like i have to believe it john 14 12 i remember Yeah. yeah so literally i would like to encourage you today and and to bless you that you have such a great purpose ahead of you and maybe god has spoken to you about it Maybe you know you have a calling to a specific place or over a specific people group. You want to have a company like me or whatever it might be. If you have it, if you don't, I just believe that God is doing something so special in this hour that we just can't miss it. We really just can't miss it. Um, Don't be complacent. I challenge you to, to break out of these cycles, these habits, and just go to Jesus' feet and just see him change everything. It might not it might not look easy, it might not sound easy, but I'm telling you, as long as you give your entire heart to him, that's literally everything he needs to change the whole world with you. We've literally heard stories in the Bible of like Jeremiah, of David, of all these young people stepping up. David killed Goliath when he was like eighteen or seventeen. He said he was this young, ruddy, handsome man, right? No one in the entire camp of Israel dared to go in front of Goliath all these skilled men of war David has never been in war before he's killed a lion and a bear for sure but he's never won a war he doesn't know anything he goes with a slingshot and he basically is just like (laughs) you know and he kills Goliath and I'm pretty sure it was all God but it was David's faith and I just know and believe that there's just something so special with God using young people there's a verse that says god confounds like people with like the dumb or with like the low so if you think like you're not worthy you're just you're you're not it like why would god use you like there's nothing really good about you you can't really speak you can't really draw you can't really like do any of these things i'll tell you god is god is the one who's going to do it not you so you just need to trust him so I would really like to encourage anyone who's listening to this that to just to trust and see God do so many great things with you this year because I have great expectations. I'm telling you, like, like over our youth, over everybody I see, like I've been even talking to my school friends. Um, I'm like, do you think you have a destiny? Do you think you have a purpose? Or I'm just telling you, just, just asking them questions and you're seeing their response and just like literally stirring people up to see that this life we're living for something more than just getting a nine to five job um getting married buying a house and and retiring at 65 i don't want to do that i don't want to get a nine to five job i I don't want to just get married buy a house of course all these things are awesome and of course i i want it but i mean like there's there must be more than just living that normal life Um, 
and so many people have, have risked literally everything for Jesus. And I just pray that we would be like a generation like Joshua and Caleb, where we just we, we go up and we take everything that God has given us because it's there for the taking. Yeah, amen. Amen. Well, if, you know, if David never took that step and actually walked towards Goliath, if you never, you know, took those steps and actually went to Brazil, yeah. just getting there yeah. and just going on that stage and preaching and, uh, you know, even doing this stuff around here. And again, we're talking about, I just want to stress this fact, if you, especially to the older people who mm. are listening, my, my old friends who are in their 30s. Yeah. He was 18 years old doing these things um so we have no excuses um man and time is running out we're already halfway through february yeah the year is running yeah and uh man just enough living that regular you know just going to work or going to school and coming home and you know being encouraged at a conference for a little bit and then you know just go back to normal just go back to normal afterwards it's it's like i think everybody agrees it's boring it is it's right there's no point so encourage you to get out of your your comfort zone whether it's you know it's you know preaching the good news or you know going after your your dreams for for a business and yeah. we're seeing that see with you see it with rhoda yeah a lot of people are so many people man, there's no excuse yeah. really if you're waiting the best time to start moving was yesterday no yeah honestly <laughs> get off your butt yeah i challenge you and uh i just want to end with this if you've been far if you've been like not really uh wanting to give god a chance or mm. feeling like you're you're not worthy to, to you know to be with him to speak with him he's still knocking yeah. he's still standing at the door knocking and he's not mad at you he's it says he wants to come in and have dinner right he it doesn't say he wants to come in and judge you and punish you for all the wrong things you've done so i i challenge you give god a chance yeah. you know none of us regret it no no one i know regretted this uh this risk you know th there's nothing risky about it it was literally the best investment i've made 100 yeah. percent. So, yeah, so thank you guys for listening. Izo, thank you so much for coming, bro. You're, it was a you pleasure. inspired me. I'm sure you inspired everyone who's <laughs> listening as well. Um, very proud of, you know, w what God is putting you through and, and the things that you're learning. Um, Actually, before we end, yeah. I just got reminded by something when you were talking. Yeah. During the send, Christine Kane was speaking. Um, she's an amazing Australian lady. Uh, she has this, like, organization where she helps people um, who are just like abused sexually abused and were traded in the sex industry and all that stuff um, very amazing woman loves God and she was just basically like telling a story of how she has this shelter um, in some part of Asia I think um, and she was just there like meeting the girls that were rescued um, talking to them sharing the love of Jesus and then there's just one lady or one girl she was talking to and then she was just sharing the love of God. She's telling her, like, God loves you. That's, like, that's why we're, we've rescued you. Like, she's just sharing God. And the girl just told her, like, like all you're saying seems awesome. And I, I do kind of believe it. But if you're, all you're saying is true, why didn't you come sooner? <laughs> and as I heard it, I just broke down. And if she, like, didn't understand it, basically she was saying, like, 
why didn't you come like a year ago? Like why did I have to suffer one like one more one more more day when you could have came before? Like I love how you said like you should have started yesterday. Because a lot of times we just put things on hold and we're waiting for this perfect sign. We're wait I'm saying of course wait for God's timing and everything, but I'm saying like God is knocking right now at your door and telling you your destiny is here and your destiny is to go to preach, teach, heal the sick and cast out demons. So I'm telling you like Amen. there's so many people who are waiting for you literally for their freedom. So what what are you waiting for? Is my question for you. What are you waiting for? It's a great question. So yeah, bro, thanks for coming. Again, yeah, thank bro. you for inspiring me as your uh, like I want to call you my little brother. Um, but still, your age doesn't define what God can do, right? Uh, so before I end, again, I'm I am not exactly sure when I'll be posting this. Yeah. It could be because I'm also gonna uh, I'll be recording with Kiko cool. tomorrow. Awesome. Uh, I'm just not sure what the order is in which I'll post these things. Uh, but I'll, I'll I'll talk about it again. Kiko is uh, is the founder of Reviving Africa. They're doing mm. a lot of amazing work. Um, in Zambia and other places in Africa um, and I just want to um, to bless them and support the what they're what they're working on they are um, they start they started a, a GoFundMe to um, to fund their next uh, gospel campaign yeah. in Zambia and their goal is to raise uh, I believe about 35,000 yeah and this will help them well first of all they invested in the land again i'm pretty sure we'll talk about all these details when kiko's on um but they're invested in the land and they uh, they will be building a tent uh, they will need a generator and i'm just reading off the oh. page there uh they will need a well a pump tank and a tower and washrooms and septic tanks and uh, you know a whole bunch of stuff and man this is going to um bless many 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 lives it's gonna so change many. lives it's gonna yeah. uh, help make disciples it's gonna you know they're helping pay for for kids educations it's just so awesome amazing yeah um so again we all talk about god i want to do this god i want to do that for you and all that yeah. stuff send me anywhere here's an opportunity not to go anywhere but just from you know yeah. from wherever you're sitting yeah. to just send give whatever you can and you're giving to god mm. we don't tip god you know just to jump on that you just partnering with with like his kiko's ministry or with any other ministry is you partnering with god and i, I want you i want you to know that god would probably see your work as the same as the people who actually went to preach and to do all these things because without your money without your resources that you've invested that was never possible they would never be able to to go and preach to go to africa and to go to impact so many people's lives so i would just like encourage you to to yet like what raf was saying to partner with them because you are literally like a partner because they cannot do this without you yeah and I, what i was saying is we're giving so everything we have i was me and you were talking about this before we started yeah both of these mics this camera yeah this laptop uh, none of the things my car none of the things that are helping me you know work in the kingdom and, and you know build it and you know yeah encourage and support and all these stuff none of these things were actually from me everything was 
provided by God, literally. Yeah. And I maybe I can talk about this in detail one time. We would love to hear so more. So everything is from Him, through Him, and back unto Him. Yeah. So when we give, we're giving Him. We're not giving a person. We're not giving, you know, an orphan somewhere. We're literally giving back to yeah. God. Yeah. And we don't tip God. Yeah. We give God. God. God didn't hold anything back for us, man. He, even as He ascended into heaven, His His hands were, were still pierced. Yeah. Just so we can never say He forgot about us. And I, I like to imagine he has those little scars on his back from, from those uh, lashes. I would like to imagine that too. And, uh, man, he's amazing. And, uh, and yeah, like I said, we don't tip God. Yeah. So give from, give from your heart. You don't have to give, a, you know, I'm not asking for you to give a specific amount, but honestly, just support with whatever you can. Yeah. Uh, and I'm super excited to have Kiko on. I'm excited to hear to that talk as well. About that and even more excited to see what this, um, what this new property is going to bring. Mm. It's so, so excited. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening. Mizo, thank yes. you again for coming on, bro. Thank you for having and, me, bro. Uh, we're definitely going to do this again. Yeah, 100%. And um, sorry for everyone who sent me questions. <laughs> I did not get to see them. We were having pretty heated convo. So next time, we will definitely answer, we will definitely answer your questions. We'll be more prepared. Yes. Thank you guys for listening. Thank Good you. Good night.